If you like Taste Test and you want to keep the music digestion sessions going every week and get some exclusive bonus content, stick around afterwards for details. But first, let's start the show. It is time to have a taste. Mmm, have a taste. Taste Test Live. Our podcast features in-depth music discussions, passion-filled opinions, along with interviews by creatives, changemakers, and artisans. And back again for another great week of fantastic interviews, laughs, and fun are my co-hosts, Blue Francois and MJ Baker. Welcome again, friends. Voila. What up? How is it going? Going great. Amazing. What's so great about it, Blue? Huh? What's so great about it? Um, I'm really starting to realize my worth. Ooh. Uh, that's amazing. Oh, oh my Some epiphanies God. of Kirby That is so heavy, dog. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Not it, with, like, would, photography and charging. I'm just, just Yeah, but just in yourself. Just yeah. 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 Like, was there an enlightening moment? Do you care to share with that enlightening moment? Maybe in a few words? Yeah, just in a few words. How can I put this in a few words? I realized after we had the interview with Shawana Brooks mm-hmm. that... I have a visual voice that people are looking for and I think people was waiting and I was like you know what I need to take the initiative to follow the path like Tony Smelly yeah. Geech correct <laughs> and, and just really like leave something behind like a legacy like a visual footprint of what I see like I haven't oh, really that's did good. that yeah that's I really love good. that awareness that's fantastic yeah. I need to leave something behind that's Ooh, beautiful Blue. I love that awakening moment that that's is really beautiful awesome. that's, that's good that's pretty so, dope so art coming by me soon yeah <laughs> hey not a bad idea so MJ real quick can you take a few moments and tell our first time listeners what they can expect or how they can actually be a part of the show yes if you are interested or know someone who might want to promote an upcoming single new album concert or just drop by to share your newest project, get in touch with us. Head over to our website at tastetest.live. Complete the form to be a guest on the show. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Taste Test Radio. And joining us also in the studio is my really good friend, Barbara Colacello. Welcome, Barb. Hi. Babs. Hi, Babs. Yeah. Hello, Babs. Yeah. She's yeah. the original Babs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a quick second and just give a little snippet about who you are, right? Over two decades, Barbara Colacello has written, directed, and produced and performed socially engaged theater and contributes to vital conversations in Jacksonville. She has a home for her work at the Cork Art Studios, and that stands uh-huh. for Corner of Roselle and King. She calls it Babs Lab, where it reflects who she is as an artist. So, um, but we're going to jump right into our segment called "Put This in Your Mouth," Ooh. right? right. Um, I'm just going to be normal with the "Put This in Your Mouth" because we have an interesting uh, topic. Okay. Um, I read numerous reports about this particular topic. Mm. And the reason why I um, want to mention it because my mother, you know, my, if, if anybody don't know, my mother is hearing impaired, and and at the time of the passing of Di- um, Princess Diana, my mother 
was affected emotionally about it. And that was my first time at that age seeing my mom affected by someone she didn't know. And I was like, like she was crying. She was hurt. And I was like, she said, I, she, and she said, I wish I could have met her because she was a real people person. I said, how do you know? She said, you could just look how she affects people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so I, you know, so I became a fan of her after her passing. I didn't know much about her, but just, you know, just reading like, you know, just stuff about her and stuff like that. Right. So anyway, so today's topic, um, if anybody wants to know, it's about the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry quitting the royal family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's quite a hot topic. That's, that's quite. That's yeah. quite a hot topic. And, and Babs, by all means, jump in. I will. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so as you know, as you know, um, there was a introduction where they were asked to join the royal family. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of backlash because a lot of people are not big fans of um, his wife. And then there was a statement from the queen who gets pretty much, uh, you know, who mentioned that she but, you know, she was pretty understanding. Like, I think she kind of understood because he's, you know, torn. Um, you know, she felt, you know, and I, I read, a, like I was telling uh, MJ and Babs, like, you know, for me, I don't think it was so much about, like, in their in their country, from what I was gathering, it's like, it's like a different racism as if, like, that's the word that was used. But it's like a racism of, like, she does she's not really a part of who we are not like color but more so well, a, it's a, it's a more she's of, a not, cla- of a classism yeah thing. yeah she's exactly. a different elk well cosmopolitan and she was the, an actress in hollywood correct too. so there's right. that yeah i saw her on what season two of fringe right i've been watching <laughs> that all over again yeah. it's on amazon prime for you guys who love tv well they did the same thing to diana because diana was was what like a farm girl like yeah. she wasn't a duchess or anything like that but it wasn't until the divorce that people started liking her. It was like... They felt sorry for her. Yeah. So this is what happens when you marry somebody that's non-royal, but that's but not that's, royalty. But that's like... You know, like almost the prince and the pauper kind of thing, you know, or the the the, the peasant. Al- yeah, Aladdin. Uh, yeah, you know, a peasant marries somebody that's in on, on the throne. It, they get treated less than because they're, you know... A peasant? But that's so B B C. No, but it's it's always happened. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great fodder for gossip. <laughs> Which there they are love. people that don't have life. <laughs> right. And so they have an opinion about, you know, what the royals are doing. Because right. they don't have their own life. I mean, I did if if I feel like if he choose to love this woman, if he say, Hey Which he does. Yeah, he lo- does, and they have a child together. You know, it's you know you don't have to force your family to accept it. Like say, hey, this is who I'm marrying. This is you know. But at, you know, with you know, with this generation and, and how times are, we so you know forward and modern thinking. It's like, like man, like well, I mean, one one, live. I think he, I, I want, I think he wants to break the mold of what oh he what society expects their marriage to be. Right, how many children they should have. Whether they should live in the, you know, in the, what is it, the castle? Yeah, they want. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. You know, what? Whether they should be royal and right. how they should act. What we know, this is twenty twenty. What does that mean to them? They want to, they want to be contributing society or to contributing citizens to the society, and they want to actually earn a living wage on their own without getting, you know, treatment from their heirs. But he's, but he, he don't have to. 
he's worth like $45 million. Yeah. Right. So he he don't got to do nothing else. But I mean, he will. Really. That's just will. it. I mean, he they, will. Yeah, but right. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. It, it's... I think this is just a great representation of what's going on right now. Right. Um, uh, that she is saying, I am a free agent. And she could be respectful, but things that she does, according to the hierarchy, uh, you know, oh, that's it. Oh, she wore a dress that had a V-neck. Only at this dress, you, at this particular thing, you have to wear mm -hmm. a round neck. And the house hat wasn't tilted. And, oh, she, you know, it's that kind of stuff. She's not playing with that. She's not going to play that game. And, yeah. he, and he doesn't want to either. He grew up and watched what happened to his mother. Right. That she was in such pain. She had such a identity crisis. Mm. The poor, you know, it, it was terrible how she was treated by the family mm -hmm. and Prince Charles because he always had, a, you know, a thing on right. the side. And so um, they're not doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I respect them for it. As do I. Yeah. 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 You know, they you know, don't I, want to play that game. I yeah. saw a video um, briefly, actually earlier today. I, I didn't know you were going to be talking about the subject, but um, there, you have uh, what's the the the, king, the prince that's married to Megan, Megan and uh, Harry. Prince Harry, Harry. Prince Harry. Harry. So <laughs> Megan and Harry are on one side, um, and they're talking to uh, the the CEO of Disney. And actually, um, I stand corrected. Megan was talking to Beyonce and Jay Z on the other side. So he's talking to the CEO, but he's he's talking to the CEO of Disney saying, oh, you know, she does voiceover work. And he's really like talking about her skills and like you really should you, you should do yourself a service and like you get her on, you know, and then Macon's talking to Beyonce and, and Jay-Z about doing things. They're not thinking about being royal. Right. <laughs> at all. They're on you know? they networking. They're trying to build a <laughs> Yeah. They're, they're trying to build an empire right. that's outside of the kingdom. They're going right. to have their own movies, yeah. studios, yeah. eventually. Right. Yeah. Probably. Uh, with the kids. Yeah. Right. I want to read a statement that's directly from the royal.uk, the mm. website. Mm. Um, that came directly from the Queen that was published yesterday. Are you going to read it in the Queen's um, English? No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What if Babs do it? Okay. Improv. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Go for Don't it. Don't know if I have the most fabulous English accent and I could talk like an old lady. <laughs> I love it. Do it. I, well, I have to have the statement, yeah, sir. Yeah. Oh, you went, oh, hey, hey, can I get, okay. are you talking to me? Uh, <laughs> I love it. Today, my family had very constructive discussions on the future of my grandson and his family. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part of my family. Harry and Meghan have made clear they do not want to be reliant on public funds in their new lives. Well, 
You've heard it first. Wow. The Queen's English by way of... Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, that was really... (laughs) With a little New Yorker thrown in there, you know? Yeah, the Queen came to New York and she stayed for three weeks and and then she she got a little influenced. (laughs) Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I love that statement because she said she's they are still a part of my family. Absolutely. Like, like, this is still my baby. That's right. You know, basically telling people leave them alone. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Because I have, and you know what? And I think too is I'm, I'm sure that he's been talking to her about it. Sure. I'm sure he's gone to her, and she's probably said, she's probably said, we'll talk about it. You know, like if you watch The Crown, like you, mm. you see, like you see her struggle because, you know, she like even with her sister she wanted the people in her life to be happy but then there was always this conflict of as the as the queen you have to make this certain decision because this is what is required mm. and so the conflict is you know and then then her people get were upset with her because she would say of course i want you to be with this person but then they would say mm that's against the rules. And so she would have to say, no, you can't marry them because, you know, or whatever the decision is. Right. So it's like you all, I, I like that they show that on Netflix that there was always a conflict. So I just think, you know, from watching that that series that she's probably said to him, yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to move forward, but let's wait until this time. And I'm sure he decided It'll never happen if we don't just go ahead and make a statement. Yeah. Interesting. And because he just made the statement and it forced her hand. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. As we wrap up, I appreciate the dynamics of the royal family opening that part of their family and trying to publicly work things out. Like, I, I, I appreciate that like that that's distinguished like I, I like that they you know it was like okay you know we're the royal family let's let's like amicably make this right like you know let's show our support and I, I was like you know what that's some respect I said that's that's sh- that shows that they're truly royalty to me yeah high class good deal yeah, yeah. well that was it for put this in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> very good, very deep. Very good. We're going to take a quick, like a nanosecond of a break and uh, change over real quick, and then we'll be back to talk to Barbara Colicello. Woo! Right back. Special thanks to our friends at WJCT for always allowing us to use their studios to deliver this great podcast to you guys. This episode of Taste Test Live has been sponsored in part by our friends at WJCT. WJCT is a leader in public broadcasting in Northeast Florida. Please support local radio and television. WJCT is a nonprofit organization. And in order to keep great music shows and this awesome programming on 89.9, consider making a pledge or making a donation. For more information, head over to WJCT.org slash radio. Welcome back to Taste Test Live. I'm Damian Lamar. I'm the host, and I'm here with MJ Baker and Blue Francois. Woo, woo. And we're back with Barb's, Babs, Babs, Barbara Colicello. My Italian relatives when I went to uh, Frosinone in Italy and found where my grandfather like lived, the land that he mm-hmm. uh, his house was on. Um, the Colicellos there said, "No, Colicello." Colocello. And they kept correcting us. And I'm like, okay, it's hard enough in America to get people to say Colocello. It's Colocello. Instead of me going, Colocello. So it's Barba Colocello. 
Colicello. No, Colicello. 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 Yes, you have to do your hand like that. You have to do the hand. You got to do that. You got to get it out. Yeah, it's about the emphasis. Gotcha. So welcome to Taste Test Live. I'm so happy you're here. Yeah, Um, You are an amazing enigma. And I call you an enigma in such an interesting way because I I watched you. I've watched you blossom. I watched you turn into this. Um, you you literally come to life when you are in your space and when you're doing exactly what you love. I've seen you transform into characters. I've seen you uh, impart and 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 bring out the best of people. How do you do that, and why? Huh. Well, just from a really early age, I, I figured out that I, like many people, are extremely shy. No way. Yeah. No. I super, yeah, I spent a lot of time in my room mm. singing in front of my mirror Lena Horne songs. Mm-hmm. I knew every Lena Horne song. And mm. I, would, I would imitate her and do all the stuff. I didn't know what I was singing. Can, can you give us a little bit now? Build me an earthquake fast as you can. I got me a passion. My passion is man. It's what I intend to build my collection of. Mm-hmm. My love to love. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, yes. And I had no I and I had no idea what you know the words were. Build me an earthquake fast as you can. It got me a you know. But I knew it was good. Yeah. Um it felt good. Yeah, so so yeah, because um I always felt I was the youngest in my family, blah blah blah. It doesn't matter. But I had this real Inside life, I like to be. I still do. I like crave like my space. I yeah. love my it's space. Like my cocooning. Oh my god, I'm filled with lots of art and all my favorite stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just love being there. I'm happy. I'm happy with myself. I have reading and just with my thoughts and writing and or cleaning or suddenly deciding to. You know, I'm very ADHD, so I do ten things at the same time. Yeah, that's how I function. So, <laughs> um, but. The only way to kind of get me out of that cocoon mode is when I connect to people. I'm very, I go, oh my God, I have to work with that person. I came to Jacksonville. I didn't know like Bob White or who Charlotte Mayberry was. Mm-hmm. I just went someplace and was sitting with Matt. And Matt, you know, was pretty young at the time. My, my older son, um, he might have been in eighth grade or something. And we sat and I was just watching the two of them. And I said to Matt, they're going to be my best friends. And he's like, what, Mom? I'm like, I want to meet those people. And I didn't go over them or anything. But, um, I, you know, I knew of, I started knowing of them. And then Matthew ended up working at a um, gallery, the Spiller Vincenti Gallery, uh-huh. as an intern when uh-huh. he decided he was going to homeschool in high school and gave me a lot of gray hairs. And <laughs> he came home and said, Mom, guess what? Bob White came to the gallery and I went up to him and I said, my mother wants to meet you. And he goes, oh, well, who's your mother? He said, I made introductions for you, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) And he ultimately became the director of my one-woman show. That's right. I mean, we're really good. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago and he he spoke very highly of you. Yeah, Yeah. we're really good friends. But that's, to me, the essence of life. Mm -hmm. Connecting heart to heart with people. And so I spend my time trying to be better at it and listen to myself and go, and know when I kind of feel like I failed. 
and 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 uh, and I, I reflect on it, but I also try to figure out what's going on with other people, and I I want to help them. I want I'm here. I'm a facilitator. I give people permission mm-hmm. to use themselves. I don't have their answers, right. but they have their answers, and 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 we just don't know that because we're, we're conditioned to go to school. And mothers and parents, a lot of times, they if you have certain kinds of parents, they're telling you. I know you better than you. Right. Really doesn't hurt. Exactly. Right. It really is. It's not that funny. You did the, at the qualifying, I hate that. I hate yeah. that. This is my experience. I'm having this currently in my life. I say, this is like a full-time job, and someone else says, oh, no, it's not. It's a 10-hour job. I'm sorry. It's a full-time f-ing job. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and And it's just like, but that's that's what people do. Mm-hmm to one another and so by the time I see people in my studio first of all if they show up I say they go oh that was bad I go there's nothing bad that you could possibly do you're here <laughs> right you made it you, you're, you're here That that's like that's half. you walk through the door that's it. You, yeah. if you show up you don't do anything else just notice if you're nervous notice what but just show up because look what you have to do to play yeah. right yeah. we're just playing games right and we're making it so heavy and 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 it's practice because life should be much lighter than we make it. That's right. It's all improv. People say, oh, you'll never get me to improvise. And well, you're doing it every single day of your life. That's right. Every single day. Every single day. You get in your car and you expect to be here at this stop sign and then there's construction. Right. Improv. Improv. You're improvising moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. Yeah. And if you want, the way people that know how to recover from those moments are going to be more successful. Absolutely. And people, some people get, you know, and sometimes there's something that just stops you in your tracks and you just have to, you know, take it in and really take more time to figure out the next step. But you want to get good at that. Right, right. And so I'm fascinated. I've been watching people improvise for like 25 years. Like, I've been in so many classes with so many people. Yeah. I've seen so many of similar games done so many different ways, mm-hmm. and we've expanded them and tried them. And I just make up stuff on the spot because that's what we do. Because yeah, based on the that people that are in it. the room, absolutely. Yeah. Who's you know, a lot of people that I work with. The same thing with when I direct a play. I've had actors that get real insecure because they're like, "When are you going to tell me all my blocking and where I'm going to be when I say every line?" And I'm like, well, we'll get to that. But right now I'm seeing where you're going with your instincts. Right. And I'm watching it and I'm looking at pictures. And sometimes I'm great at like I could a visual that I don't have to write it down. I see it. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. That's Mm -hmm. how I am. So but they get really like. uh, uh, I don't think Barbara knows what she's doing. Right. Well, you're going to have to trust me. You know, mm-hmm. and if we don't have trust, then okay, we, we can't work. But you yeah. know, because I always tell me, I tell people before I hire, you're like, hey guys, this is how I work, and you either go for the ride or not. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because, and I'm not an like I'm not an egotist. There's certain things like like I need from you, right? But I just don't want to dictate to people even before I know how they're breathing. Before even I know what they're going to do with the character, how they're going to, I don't know the sound of their voice. I don't know how they cry. I've never seen them cry. Yeah. I just met this person. I just cast them in a play, and they're right. going to be playing this like intense part. So and I'm going to come and say, "All right, I wrote in my book. In the past two weeks, I have all the blocking of the show. Right. And when you say this line, you're going to stand and you're going to turn." 
I can't do that. Yeah. That's, it feels false. So there's to no me. There, for for you. There's no real audition prior to it's show up. You are who you are. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna find that thing. Well, but, that but makes my you... audition is a lot of improv. Mm-hmm. When we did, when I, I directed Hair with Lee Hamby, and mm-hmm. it was awesome. It was awesome. We were we worked really well together, and. It was, you know, such a fun audition for the actors. Like, people were like, well, whether I get a part or not, this was the best. Right. <laughs> like, four hours or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah. You know, we did so much fun stuff. So you get to see people. You, you try to, you know, get them to relax. And so they could show up. And they're not coming with this memorized monologue. Take take the pressure off. Be yourself. Like, right. Play. Because yeah. yeah. I think we're so used to people telling us, what we've done wrong, what needs to be corrected. So it's weird when you go into a space where the person is like, just do you. And then and then when I feel the need to make a change, well, I'll make a change. Yeah. You know, you're sculpting. Well, and there's a lot of people, too, that don't they don't know how to be free that way. Right. They like they like the confinement or they like being told these are your parameters. We want you to work within yeah. these parameters, and they're we're, our society's programmed us to be that way. So right. when it's when it's yeah. time to break out of the the norm, it's unfamiliar to them, and they question, okay, am I doing this right? And, they, and it makes them feel like they're not, you know, it's almost like the 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 going in unfamiliar territory, or unfamiliar right. waters. Like, yeah. oh, is this? Am I going to sink? Am I going to you know step on the wrong and thing? Their you know? ego and, takes over. People's ego, absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. I, my thing, and it's just. Leave your ego at the door, like Leogo Studios. Leave your shoes at the door. Yeah. My, my studios leave your. You can have your shoes on, but leave your ego at the door. Yeah. Um, because some, we sit there, and most of the time the ego is going, "Yeah, that wasn't good. They were better. Why did I say that? I'm right. sorry. They're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Or yeah, sometimes it's like, oh, you were the best, you know. Or you could take over, or you know. So yeah, yeah. Let's just let's just serve the game, serve the group. Uh, serve the project. Mm-hmm. It's not about being right. Uh, it's about your references and how you see something. And I respect someone that's wired very differently than me, who moves through space very differently than me. And they may, you know, improv may not be the process for them. And they'll discover a process that totally works for them. Right. I, I, I definitely respect that. Because as long I'm as not they in, discover the process. Yeah, yeah. I Well, I encourage people to, <laughs> I just... You know, I think up until the day you die, you're a student. You know, I'm Absolutely. still crawling, right? Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, there's yeah. so much, oh, so yeah. much to learn, and we really hard. You know. Well, we were talking earlier, and something that you mentioned that um, reminded me of a um, she's like a motivational speaker and author, Brene Brown, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. you were talking about how. You have like executives and people in corporate America that even, you know, uh, join your classes in, in, in the improvisation and how that helps them even on the corporate America Absolutely. side. Oh, and, yeah. and, um, and I remember I was watching because Brene Brown had a um, had a a thing on Netflix. Um, I don't know what to call it, but like a docu-series on Netflix where she said that, you know, this group of executives came to her and was like, you know, the company's in, you know, travail and we're having all these issues. And what would you suggest we do? And they brought her all this paperwork and she said, well, where are all your creatives? Who are the most creative, innovative people in your company? Who are the ones that doodle on paper and da 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 da, and so they were like, uh. 
And she was like, well, your company is going to continue to crash until unless you, you identify unless you identify your creatives and, nourish and, and give them. them and give them opportunity because mm-hmm. and she said, you know, she didn't get that job, you know, because they could not understand, you know, that that opening yourself up to imagination and that even when you are doing numbers and you're doing accounting or you're doing this, you are using creativity because how else do you get those numbers, you know, and different things like that. So it just reminded me when you said that, because, you know, I feel like a lot of people think, oh, it's hogwash or we don't like being silly. Again, it goes, you know, improvisation, you know, because you could say you're going to be a lamp, right? Right. (laughs) You're going to be a lamp this whole time. Well, I use improvisation to build communication skills, right? It's not my, my goal is not so that you become um, part of an improv troupe. Right. You may do that, but you might ultimately be better communicator with your with your lover because you took improv classes. Right. Or you may understand intimacy a lot better. You may get over the fear of just looking at a person in their eyes mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. looking away. Right. That's very useful, right? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. For credibility and, and for your confidence. So... Improv has a, a, a certain thing because of TV and we have games and ha-ha. And I try to say to people, the last thing you should be thinking about is trying to be funny. Yeah. That's not our goal. Yeah. You know, it, it's ma- that becomes manufactured. I've gone through two improv nights where I just don't laugh because I can hear them thinking. I could see <laughs> them playing the game. I can. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not judging all, but you can sometimes see that the goal is to make us laugh. Obviously, right. and you right. can feel the inauthenticity. Yeah, of it. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I find I, we, there are crazy hysterical things that'll happen in class that happen because people are playing moment by moment to moment and are in the moment. It's just. You, you just can't believe it. And what really cracks me up, I'll say to people, you started this class six weeks ago, and you're on the stage now, and you are rolling around with another actor you barely you met six weeks ago. You only see them once a week. Right. And you're rolling around on the stage, like, yeah. f***ing each other. Or, you know, doing a great... <laughs> I mean, it's, and, it's, it's, and they're totally into it. And, cause they're pl- because now they're strategizing. They all have all these techniques. They yeah. know they have to, you know, invest emotionally. And they have to play an action. And mm. you have to be in the moment. And they have to listen. And they could use repetition as a technique. So they got all the stuff that they're doing. And then they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. That was so fun. Right. And freeing. And, freeing. Mm-hmm. and now they're bonded for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They are so bonded. They become, like, I know they're having, like, do you want to have dinner with us? You know, they yeah, just yeah. want to, they've connected. Right. So, so that bonding, um, you've done something, something coming up on January 17th. Yep. It's called mm-hmm. the January Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. What's well, that? okay. So I have been doing monthly story slams beginning in August of 2018. Okay. And so we had the one year anniversary, yeah, 2019. And every month, uh, people come on. I have a, a theme. Like December was Angel and Sacraments. And so people um, hear that theme and they wow, I may have a story for that. And they start to think, or something comes right away, or they, they start to think. And they come and share a five-minute story with a two-minute, they have a two-minute grace period, a seven-minute story. 
and they come in, they put their name in the hat, and I, I pull their name out, and they come up on stage, and they tell that story. And at the end of the evening, uh, the audience gets to, you know, write their favorite storyteller or the story that moved them the most. And it's hard yeah. because the people are all good in different ways, you know. Right. And, and someone could take that, and that theme we had, it was very magical that night because of the theme. And we heard some pretty interesting stories. And a lot of times people say, they get done and they say, I never told anyone that story. So you really feel part of a very special event. Like it's very intimate. It's like going to a dinner party. And my space, you know, we could get the last Grand Slam. uh, There were 80 people. I mean, it was crazy. There were people on the floor right next to the stage, like scrunched up between other people. Like, can I sit here? Because they kept coming and they kept, I'm like, I was already sold out. And, but people kept showing up and like, oh my gosh, you know, okay, wait a minute. We'll sign a figure where I can put you. And it was so much fun. So I'm really excited. But we have people like Willie Evans Jr. And Mm. he, you know, he's, he's been, he told he was there the very first uh, slam because he's a corker, you know, so he yeah. and he, I'm friends. <laughs> so he was just like, I want to see what you're doing. And he was in my improv class, actually, huh. for almost a year. And he always wants to come, but, you know, he has crazy life like all of us. And, uh, yeah, he's won twice. He was part of the last Grand Slam. He has a great, he's a great storyteller. So Fairly if, prepares. So uh, <laughs> February, I'm excited. So it's on the 15th. It's a Saturday night. We switch up. We're usually mm-hmm. mid-month, but I like to switch up based on what's going on in mm-hmm. town. And because Valentine's on the 14th, Saturday night, the, the theme is uh, the love of food. Ooh. And so... Ooh, I may uh, have to show up to that. Yeah. I want to hear stories <laughs> about that. Um, and... Uh, and in and, and March, we're going to, because it's, uh, you know, Women's, women's History, History Month, Month, but we're yeah. going to do a thing with mothering, which uh, was inspired by Shawana's whole project. Okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. The Art of Mothering, because mm-hmm. I want people to be able to tell, you don't have to be a mother to understand that, that and you could be a child who's, you know, talking about your mother. The, the thing is, what I love is that you put out Angels and Sacraments. The one before that was dirt, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Okay. We got like so broad, so broad. But that's that because you could take dirt, and it has a lot of different things yeah. it suggests. Yeah. So you're getting all you. You don't know. It's so much fun. You just. What's the hardest thing? Is getting used to the fact as a producer and director. Mm-hmm. I have no control of the content. I don't know one. Are people going to show up? If they're going to be any good. They're going to be really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's going to need some therapy after Therapy. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we get, like, it gets real therapeutic, and it's okay. But I I, I try to say, like, we need to tell a story. Yeah. Not just talk about your feelings. And um, (laughs) and, uh, I've learned to just go, all right, just going to trust the universe. And at the very beginning when, you know, know, not every time a lot of bunch of people are showing up. We might have 30 people. And people will come and say, oh, I heard about this. Are you going to tell a story? Oh, no, I'm just going to listen. And I get up on stage and go, okay, so just for you to know, this is a story slam. Two people signed up to tell a story. 
And so you're not going to hear much stories. I could talk all night. I'm a storyteller. I, I, could, tell, I could tell you lots of stories yeah. on this theme. Yes. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I know you were all carrying stories. You got stories. I, I can see you got stories right there. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, my God, she picked me. And I'll say, we're just going to get the evening started. What would always happen? People would just be like, all right, I'm going to go. And what then was really cool is half the the whole audience would get up and share stories. Yeah. It was like amazing yeah. that they just they like, felt safe they, enough to compel and, and compelled enough to be able to right. tell the story. And, yeah. and what I would say to them is, so this is what happens when you come to an improv class. We end almost every class. I'll just throw out a word like dream, and I say you all have like two minutes. <laughs> That's it. And people sit there. I said, pick something that you're emotionally invested in. Pick something that has a sense of place. Mm -hmm. See the images and then talk from those places. Mm -hmm. They'll get up there. No one's been prepared. And they will have 10, 12 stories that That's fantastic. are wonderful. That's fantastic. And, I, and I say, don't forget this. Don't forget that you did this without any preparation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's fear that's holding you back. Because... We're talking to one another. We're at right. a party. We, oh my God! You know what? My aunt happened and did it. Yeah. Why can't we do that? It just and op we're broadening the audience of how we're doing that. But that's natural that's to it. us. That's mm. it. Thank you so much. Mm. Wow. Take a quick moment this and tell so everybody exciting. how we um, how they can find you on social media because we. Sure. This, I'm sure there's people looking to become involved now. I'm, I'm super excited right. about well, what you're doing. Yeah. So so the easiest thing, of course, if you are on Facebook, just type in Babs Lab and it will come up. I have a separate page for that. Mm -hmm. um, my uh, website is barbaracolacello.com and I know you might say, oh my gosh, how can I spell that name? But you also, if you put Babs Lab in, dot com, Babs Lab dot com, yeah. it'll, my website will come up Perfect. through that. Okay. Um, I'm not a Twitter person. Yet. I just, well, uh, yet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of things that have to happen before that happens. There you go. <laughs> but um, I am on LinkedIn and um, and uh, Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, so you can find me. And she and she dances. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a funny story. This okay. will be the last story, and we'll, and we'll, okay. we'll end it with this. I was watching Babs in her space, and there's a video, and on my phone it was silent, and I just so happened to be somewhere where music was playing. And your dance movements were actually in sync with what was going on. And I just started crying and laughing. It was so perfect because it was just so you. And like, <laughs> Wait, you weren't even dancing to the music that I was listening right. to. But you were like. Well, I was on stage. You were doing your. Yeah, I was on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just so. Well, we so... danced at my 65th birthday. Yes, we did. You and I closed it out. It was so we, perfect. We, everybody was it, like it at home. It took me back to that moment. And I'm like, she is dancing. People were like, she's, everyone's like, I want to be like you when you're 65. Seriously. Because yeah. it was like two in the morning and we were like, because then they're like. <laughs> get, I mean, I, get, I danced out of my coat. We were cold. Right, We right. danced out That's of the right. coat. That's right. You took the coat off. It was awesome. It was wow. so much It was fun. awesome. Bliss. Yay. Yeah. Well, you know, Tiffany and I have been doing impromptu dance nights oh. like just show up and dance and that's what that was that I was dancing on my stage yeah. just like come, come dance you don't have to go clubbing just come it was awesome. I said everybody bring what you want to drink and she put she had a song she was playing she was my DJ sort of like she was playing her music and at one point I was like we gotta change the rhythm yeah. like I need I need something like you know a little yeah. bit more hard yeah. so while she was looking to play something I started dancing on the stage 
to the song that was on and she started taping it and, and it when awesome. it ended she goes and that's you dancing to something you didn't want to dance to yeah. <laughs> it made it look good it was awesome that's awesome I really appreciate you coming by Thank and sharing so it's much so, so many great. of these great stories I appreciate stories. you asking me absolutely I'm, like I was saying to you earlier I'm so old school yeah you know I think about oh I don't know the groups. I know what I like to move to. And that's all. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all. That's this all that dope. matters. So, thank, thank you, you again. Thank it's you been a pleasure. Guys. Great meeting you. Good meeting. Bye. Taste Test Live is a fully syndicated podcast and is on podcast services or wherever you listen to your podcast. Taste Test Live is supported by listeners like you. If you enjoy the show and want to make sure I can keep making it at this rate, then head over to tastetest.live and click the button that says Patreon. There you can learn how you can help and get some perks for your support. If you're unable to support Taste Test Live financially, then share the show. Tell your friends about it and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast service. I really enjoy sharing this podcast with you and producing it every week. Thank you so much for listening.